This is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Abin, yeah, it's the Black Country Blokes Tuna Fab. We meet Kev Dillon, uh, Aaron Jew, Lee Cadman, and we're joined today by our new Black Country member, Tom Garrett. Unfortunately, Craig can't be here tonight. It's one of his baby's birthdays, so happy birthday. Now, tonight, what we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about Christmas. And it ain't the Christmas we're necessarily used to. Well, like for me, normally it's my, we've normally had a, bo- a Christmas boxing do. Then we've gone out for the coaches' meal where we get all the coaches together. Then we have Kevmas where we have everyone around. Then day by day, we're having another family and friend. Friends you only see once a year, and we're all old, old farts and we've got families of our own. So it's going to be different. But different doesn't necessarily mean we're going to adapt. That's one thing we've done this year, gang, is we've adapted every step of the way we've adapted. And if we do go into another national lockdown, you know what, gang, we will adapt again. We will get through it. So this year, I beg you, if you know someone who's lonely, give them a call, a text message, a WhatsApp, or whatever you communicate. And if you are that lonely person, reach out. Because it takes courage to reach out and ask for help. And as always, at the bottom of these show notes, there's loads of different organisations that you can get in touch with. So, Aaron, you looking forward to uh, Christmas? Yes and no. Uh, it is a funny one, to be honest. I think um, Christmas, we, we've said on probably an earlier podcast, I can't remember exactly when, it's one of the times of the year where everyone's happy and, you know, you can go out and normally people are smiling and everyone's kind of in this elevated mood and it's a shame that we don't seem to have that around at the minute because the mood's completely you know taken a 360 but um i think i think you touched on a on a good point there in relation to like adapting and stuff and i think anyone listening to this or anyone going through what they're going through and thinking you know this is not the christmas we expected we should actually be proud of ourselves for getting this far because it's been a tough year for every single one of us for for different reasons for different things that we've gone through and just a matter of fact that we're actually a part of history through what we're going through, not just as a nation, but even just within our small sector. So you know, if, you, if you're still persevering, just just keep going. Because like you said, the human body, the human mind, it's, it's a powerful thing. As much as you know, we speak about the negative side of it, it's also very powerful in terms of adapting, just like you said. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at the positives. I think um, the news about, I think it's just Christmas Day now that we can we can do something. That was a little bit of a of a downer because obviously me and the missus we, we kind of split the days that we go to like the in-laws and then my parents and um, so we're just going to have to you know again adapt do half a day each here and there but the main thing is we're healthy and you know we have to try and take some level of positive impact or positive perspective on that so yeah the, the things i'm looking forward to is that and i'll probably save my liver to be honest which is probably <laughs> the the main thing because otherwise i'll just be drinking for three or four days straight so probably just well, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're preaching to the choir here well, yeah. like on, on the weekend, like me and Kate and the baby were all together and it was my birthday. And so we started it then and we're drinking a bit earlier and eating more. And then Monday come, I had to go back to the gym. Kate's come back to work today. So we, we got ourselves hyped up for Christmas. Then you go, oh no, the real world. And when you leave your actual house where you're a bit Christmassy, you're going, 
Christmas trees up and you've got the lights up and Father Christmas is coming. Then you go back out and it's looking forward to Christmas. No, not really. I lost my dad this year. Or, looking forward to Christmas. Well, no, I can't see my mum. Or you look forward to Christmas. Well, I, and you're thinking, as you say, normally this time of year, you're walking past someone in the street and you go, Merry Christmas, Bert. Merry Christmas, Champo. This year it's. Uh, uh, and then we've got that kind of culture at the moment. Uh, if your nan and granddad or your mom or your brother or your mates from the garden, then you never know if your next door neighbour is going to grass you in. Or, and I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's taken that kind of natural goodwill out of everyone this year. It what do you think? Yeah, sorry. No, you carry on, sorry, bro. No, I was just going to say it, it is that. And I think it's also a combination of the media and stuff as well that we... we consume or well some of us consume as well i don't think it helps us I'd, I'd much prefer again i'm not an expert in this but i'd much prefer for example the messages that we're sending out on a daily basis is spend 10 minutes a day and go for a walk because that is actually going to be better for your physical and mental well-being rather than here's the stats of this many people dying today and you know even yeah. those stats we, we don't really know the ins and outs of are they dying with covid or because of covid and you know there's a lot of ambiguity in relation to that so i think just a matter of let's reinforce some positive habits because when you get people walking, you instantly become creative. You, you know, your heart's slightly healthier because this is a virus that effectively, you know, it goes for your, your lungs, your cardiovascular uh, more so. So give us positive things that naturally will just make us happier or, you know, ring somebody you haven't spoken to in, in, in ages or give somebody a, a random FaceTime, tell them you love them. Those kind of messages I think we need more of. And that's hopefully, you know, what at least the audience that listen to this try and get from us. That's what we try and encourage these kind of messages moving forward. But yeah, that, that was all I was going to add, Kev. I know you're going to move over. No, no. Well, I was going to say to Tom, look, you're a barber. And we always say, look, yeah. if you're uh, a barman, a gym instructor or a barber, we're the councillor, state councillors. So what, what's what been the feel when, you, when you're trimming people up? I think, to be honest, as Aaron just touched on then, I think definitely this year um like friday just gone you know so stupid really but i often call it d-day you know like just before christmas everyone breaks up from work you, you come for an haircut you're in the pub to, you know it's just it's a good atmosphere and i think you know it's one thing definitely i'm noticing this year that people are just there's no buzzes there. there's no like you know people are breaking up from work like last friday and then you know probably sat doing the same thing they would on christmas day you know the four days before christmas so and like aaron said with with the <clears throat> The news as well. Um, obviously, a month ago, saying you know you can have your five days. Everyone's got all worked up. For it. People have gone out. They've sorted everything out. And then for them now to say you know you've only got one day, so it's heartbreaking for people, and it really. Um, but yeah, I just think I just think the mood. I think we definitely need some sort of lift. Um, but it's like you said. I think we've inevitable with the lockdown coming again. So I think Aaron said you know you've just. I think it's definitely something I want to try and do, you know, just keep away from the media, really, at the minute, because it's like you say, you know, you've got Sky News on your phone all day, this, that, that you come home, it's on, you're at work, people are talking about it. I think, you know, like, like I post a few more positive things rather than just keep, you know, saying, oh, he's locked down again, this and that, and it's just, it's no good, is it, really? Well, you know, I mean, Christmas, you know, it's all about giving. But really, life should be like, but like we'll have these people who, who give once a year. But even yeah. though or on the New Year's Eve when we used to go on pub crawls around the village and you'd be walking past people and you know, the same bloke has walked past you every single day of the year and go, Happy New Year, Bert, how you doing? <laughs> and I feel like we're kind of missing that this year. And the one thing I do think we're not gonna have like a VE day, you know, when they say 
2021, uh, July 2nd, the virus was over. And I think in the first lockdown, there, we kind of thought that the virus wasn't going to be over. But by Christmas, we'd have kind of got an angle of it. So even if it was, I, oh, the, the babies, the kids finished school on the 11th. So people like myself and my wife, we would have isolated. So we could have sat with mom and dad and my mother-in-law and my brother. But because yeah. we've only had a week of isolation with the kids being, so if you could, do I want to roll that dice? And then on the flip side, I know of people and they go, well, my mom's really poorly kept. We don't know if we're going to have it next year. So we're going to roll the dice. And I think these are all such big decisions. It's not like, yeah. well, am I going to drink a Guinness or am I going to have a cider tonight or should I wear blue or red? All these decisions are massive <laughs> decisions, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's what, that, what that's you think? one thing that uh, surprised me. Yeah, it's one thing no, so- that surprised me, really. Um, you know, the, uh, the amount of people that have sort of, you know, made plans and now they're like backing out of it because they're saying, oh, you know, I don't know whether I want to do it, my hands uh, old or, you know. And I think, I do think people will be sensible about it. Yeah, I just think, I think unless you've made up your mind a month or two ago, you know, I think most people, I think now they're just coming to the light of, like you say, it's just going to be small. But, you know, like you say, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be terrible, does it? You know, you can still, still enjoy it, you know, have your dinner, have a, a few beers and that. And, you know, it can still be a good day. But, you know, like with the technology we've got now, you know, it's not the same, but at least, you know, you can video call relatives and stuff like that. And you can still keep them in the loop. So. But what do you think, Lee? I mean, obviously you've got colour, but then you still want to see your family as your sisters and your mom and your dad and Nikki's family. Have, have you been? Actually, Kev, after years of running pubs, all I've done since I've, not been doing that probably five years now six years is stay at home because i was you know i think the good thing about this is you're not going to be running around like a headless chicken um the kids are going to be able to stop at home and play with the toys which let's face it that's what they want to do you know the um so to me just slow it down enjoy enjoy the time a bit um enjoy it at home have a nice dinner um and you can, you know, there's going to be times when you can you can see your friends. I mean, my, my thoughts are with people who um, haven't got anywhere to go anyway, and and are sitting at home in the flat or wherever on the road. Um, and also, I've got a friend who usually goes up north to see his see his mom. He he's on his own, and and his mom's not well. And it's one of those. It could be the last Christmas that he gets to see her, and you you feel you feel for that, you know. But I think the majority of people just, just enjoy it. Enjoy a less chaotic Christmas. That means if you want to wake up and have a glass of something, you haven't got to drive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Totally <laughs> but I, I, think what, I think what you said there is like, like what we said, <clears throat> the Dillon family, is whether it's April, June, July, October, whenever it is, we can all do it. We're going to get a turkey or whatever it is, and we're going to have a Christmas dinner then. And we're just going to have a good knees up with family and friends. And, you know, it's, it doesn't matter when it is. As long as we're all together, that's, what, that's when it'll be Christmas to me. And as you say, the 25th, because I've got my me, me daughter upstairs, Father Christmas is coming. So it'll be wonderful for us. You know what I mean? But it can be different, but different doesn't necessarily mean bad. What do you think, Az? No, I agree. I agree. I just think... Um... Obviously, for people and even myself as well, I'm not immune to this. It's it's the lack of control and the uncertainty that we're consistently getting. It's different if, like like Tom touched on earlier, if a month ago we had already been told we've only got one day, that would I think would have been absolutely fine. Do you know what I mean? Because 
it's, you're not setting somebody up here to then knock them straight back down here. And I think it's that that's really affecting people the most. So you have to adapt, like Lee says, like you just said there as well. And I think one thing I wanted to just add on to what Tom was saying earlier, which I thought was a great point as well, is that around the media and stuff is we have the the actual control that we do have right now. We really have to like protect that. So yes, we can't control a lot of the external stuff that's going on in the world, but we do have the ability to control what comes in through our ears. So listening to podcasts like this, hopefully are slightly more uplifting or at least educational in terms of where you can reach out. But switching that news on, in my, at least in my opinion, isn't going to isn't gonna help you. It's only going to increase your anxiety. It's only going to elevate, you know, your, the amount that you're scared. So right now, maybe making smarter choices and knowing that when you pick up that remote, think about your intent. Think about what, what I'm actually going to do now. I'm just going to put the news on because the next door neighbors put the news on or my mom's texting me to watch the news knowing that at the end of it, I want to be fed up and pissed off at the government or the world and everything. Just, just step away from it. Just don't do it. You know, put comedy on lately. All I've been doing is just watching comedy shows. And I just find that sitting in my four walls working daily, I need something at the back that just makes me laugh on a daily basis. And, you know, laughing is like, it, it releases like endorphins and stuff. It, it, it's good for you chemically uh, from, from a, a biological standpoint. It's going to make you feel better. So that is an intentional habit that I do. Me just, forcing myself instantly like on a daily basis to laugh and that keeps me sane so if there's anyone out there struggling think of little ways that you can take that bit of control back in your day um, sorry kev we i'll just want to jump in there because we've had a comment off uh paul boggy um and uh, yeah hi paul um and it's about the media and i think aaron's just summed it up so so paul's opinion is that the media is is instilling fear and scaremongering um and it's making folks scared and confused but what we have to remember is what aaron said there was key is you can switch all that off so whether they're whether they are scaremongering to sell papers or whatever it really doesn't matter what you've got to remember is is we can we can we can get away from that and i think that's that there's the key to it what well, i was going to say just before boggy said that and i've been your boggy but was the problem with peace it don't sell if my belly's full and I'm warm and I'm loved. And you say, do you want to buy this? I go, why? I'm happy. The beauty of fear, fear is a great way of controlling you. And at the start of the lockdown, the first lockdown, when you're shouting over your next door neighbour, you're right, do you need some bread? Are you okay? And you walk past someone in the street and you go, how are you? And you're that happy to talk to someone and go, I'm having a bad day. Are you all right? Keep your chin up. But what has happened is, They've, they've divided the people through many different forms of fear. If you're frightened, you'll do anything to stop being frightened. It's a great way of controlling your theories and divide and conquer. So instead of having this division, we're stronger and we're better when we come together. So instead of thinking, oh, that bastard next door, he's got his man around, or, oh, you'll never guess what he's... Don't judge so much. Just reach out and care, because when we care and we come together, we're stronger in all aspects. Yeah, you're spot on there, Kev. And I, th and I think that's what they've done. They've, they've whipped the country and the people into this much of a frenzy. Of what's that say? They would say, everyone has got the right to an opinion, unless you don't agree with me, and then you're an Nazi. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but let's just be a bit more understanding. Let's have a bit more compassion. And this compassion just hasn't got to be at Christmas. You know, we can do this all year, all year round. What do you think, Tom? Well, I was just about to say, Kev, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and I think, I think what I noticed, you know, 
different people, sort of 20, 30 different people, seeing every day. Um, you know, there's such a divide, and I've been saying this a lot to people lately, and I, I think, you know, like, it's very, very American, if you ask me, like, the way it's all going in this country, is, you know, as you probably, you know, well aware, like, the Biden and Trump thing in America, it's like, you've got to be on one side, and, you know, everyone expects you to take side now. And as you were just saying, like, you know, I've been saying this to a lot of people, why can't we just, you know, middle? You don't have to believe in this or believe in that. You know, you just, just all be together. Because, like you say, at the end of the day, you know, we, who knows that, you know, we could be in it for another six months, could be in it for two months, you just don't know, do you? So rather than arguing with each other and saying, oh, you, you don't want to get the vaccine or you do want to get the vaccine or, you know, stuff like that, just, just come together. Because, you know, like, like Aaron said, you know, that's when we're best, when we come together. What do you think, Aaron? Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, I think we, that's what we the message we try and share. That's the message that I think when people think in hindsight, it's always the best one coming together. And just being, I'm not sure what the word is. Um, I don't know if it's accepting that people can have a different opinion to yourself. You know, I I always use like the football analogy. Football is one of those things. It's such a contrasting thing, even with players, let alone teams and stuff. You're almost arguing, and the thing is, you're not even looking at facts. Most, most of the time, it's just on your opinion, it's on your beliefs and whatever it is. And I think that even now, like for myself, for example, sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but even now for myself, I have to now look at what my wife wants and what I want and then what my, my family want in terms of the decision, decisions that we're going to be making over Christmas. For example, for me, I'm thinking, what's the risk factor? The risk factor of if I go and meet my, my family on one day, but then I meet the other family on the other day, isn't that the same as meeting them all on the same day, if that makes sense? Whereas my wife's saying, well, effectively, the, the laws are saying we should only be doing it on a Christmas. Then my logic brain is then thinking, well, let's be honest, you know, the, the virus isn't just going to stop on, on a particular day. And, I, and I'm thinking like that. And what's happening is it's, it's causing friction that doesn't need to be friction. I just need to accept that one person's feeling uncomfortable in probably the worst time that any of us have gone through in our lives and have to just be accepting of that. So now we've kind of just come to an agreement, literally like an hour before the, before this episode, is that if one person feels uncomfortable and you're in a tribe and you're, you're working together towards one common goal, just be there for that person. Be more compassionate. So the same with somebody else. If somebody doesn't want to take the vaccine or whatever, whatever the argument yeah. or whatever it is, just be compassionate that what this person's going through, just because you may think different or may have a different perspective, let's let's put an arm around that person and let's try to be a bit more confident towards them. If that makes sense? But it's like that old saying, you're only as strong as your weakest link. But let, let's think about fear or anxiety. Like if you go, I'm frightened of balloons. To someone who isn't frightened of balloons, you go, oh, you're a It's a balloon. But to you, that balloon is frightening. Mm. So let's instead of thinking, oh, you're saffogate, I'm not frightened of balloons. Look, I've got one. Let's just understand, for whatever reason, that person is frightened or that balloon makes him anxious. Absolutely. So let's just have a great understanding because we've all got stuff with injections, spiders, heights, bloody whatever it is. We've all got it, but let's put our foot in the other shoe and go, well, let's have a great understanding because if that was me uh, and that balloon and put me in a coffin or give me a needle, it becomes very real then. It's easy to laugh at someone for something, but when you put the foot, on, uh, foot in the other shoe, it makes sense. So let's just put ourselves in that person's situation. Sorry, Kev. No, carry on. I was just saying we don't do that enough, what you were saying. I think that's a brilliant point. I remember when I first passed my driving test, like six months after, I'm getting annoyed at learner drivers. I'm thinking, why are they so slow? Like, what's this person doing? Why are they on the road? And then the moment I had an accident four or five years later, 
my whole confidence went down and then instantly in my head then I'd have so much more compassion to now I'm driving as slow as the learner drivers when I see them on the road because I remember now one what it was like at that point and two obviously what an accident can do so I think you're 100% right but it's trying to make ourselves fall into that habit of putting ourselves in other people's shoes on a daily basis you know we're, we're human we can be kind of almost relapse back into this kind of habitual mode of where we it's all about us whereas I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head that now is probably a time more than ever it can't just be all about us you have to almost think about our neighbors but it's like with this as well like you I, I keep hoping this lockdown will bring a greater light onto mental health and and uh once we're back into the real world on the side of cage you know it's a nice day let's go to uh Worcester let's go to Western Supermare and it's like when you're on holiday or you're at someone's funeral and you go I'll tell you something I I, I ain't gonna sweat this more stuff no more I'm going to stick back and I'm going to enjoy it. And before you know it, after you've left the wake or after you've got out the airport, you've got your old self. And I think that's the problem. We have all these great ideas of, oh, I'm going to be a different me. As soon as we get back on that hamster wheel, we just fall back into our old traits. And I think it's our job and our duty as brothers, sisters, to remind each other and go, you promised me you weren't going to do this. But it's bloody easier said than done. But New Year's resolutions, I'll tell you something, in the new year, I'm going to pack in the fags, I'm going to run 50 miles a day. You do it for a week and you go, you know what, I'll have one. Or I'll have today off the run. So let's not beat ourselves up. Why do a New Year's resolution and just do every day? And you know what, gang? If you balls it up on one of the days, start it again tomorrow. Don't lose focus just because you've had a relapse. That's right. We, we've got a comment off uh, Bob. Your old man, Kev. Hi, Bob. Merry Christmas. Um, and Bob says, you have to choose between good mood, bad mood each day. Shit is going to happen either way. Um, so it's, it's basically, it's up to you. Which way are you going to go? What's that saying, Aaron? You're better with these meat. It's <laughs> only 10%. Only 10% of what actually happened matters. It's the 90% of uh, perception yeah, of it the way yeah. you react yeah that's right like it can be um well i'll just uh my car's just been nicked or the cat's just had a shit on the carpet if you're in a good mood you clean it up or you go and buy a new car but if you're in a funk that one thing could be that tipping point but it's how we react to the problem and if me when i'm on top of the world when i'm bulletproof it takes a lot to t uh, knock me off my perch but when i'm in that funk bloody hell God, you know, the smallest of things, you know, uh, my, uh, my cat's messing on the carpet or, you know, I'll go to the pub with you lot and I'll walk in a bit late and you've got a round in going, well, I've never got me a drink, don't they love me? But really, I just walked in five minutes too late. Absolutely. I think just to add to that, Kev, what you were saying there, and we had a conversation about this actually this week, when you're in that funk, everything we're saying now, we don't think of it. You know, we're, we're in this completely different state of mind where all the obvious things that are actually going to move us forward for some reason they don't seem to you know crop up or if they are there we just don't have the energy to do it and one of the things I recognized as you were saying this actually the best time that I was able to shift my thinking very very quickly if something bad happened at any time was when I was practicing gratitude on a daily basis now we speak about that we see it in books we see you know um, famous people on the telly tell us practice gratitude be grateful for what you have right now you know we've got a roof over our head all, all four of us we've got internet connection x y and z but again 
we kind of relapse back into that into that state if we just use that term again. And what I realized is a bit like sharing. If you can practice gratitude every single day, but not just make it, oh, I'm grateful for this warm shower or the clothes that I'm putting on afterwards or this warm meal, but choose different things like, you know, I don't know, socks on my feet, for example, or a telephone, you know, I can afford the contract. It instantly changes the way that you, you just perceive the world. And it almost, it's weird because as you were saying it, I remember I, I had a flat tire, I had my roof fall down and I had an accident all within about two or three weeks when I was doing a property up in Stoke. If that happened to me this month or last month, I'd be an absolute wreck. I wouldn't want to speak to no one. I wouldn't be coming on these podcasts. I'd be struggling. And this is like three, four years down the line with hopefully a slightly higher IQ and intelligence. But back then, because I was practicing gratitude on a daily basis, my first thoughts were, I'm very fortunate to have bought this house that I'm now renovating. I have a car that takes me from A to Z and I also have the money to fix this tire. Instantly changed it. And I wasn't dwelling on the moment. So like, like Bob pointed out there in terms of, I was always choosing that good mood at the beginning. So then rather than thinking of the problems, I was thinking of solutions instantly. So instantly it was like solution. And then I'd kind of force myself to go into gratitude mode. So maybe if anyone's listening, maybe just try that as, as an exercise. I'll try it myself as well because I'm, I'm guilty of using it, benefiting from it, and then kind of thinking, yeah, I'll be all right now. And then I just kind of go, go through the motions again. But what's that prayer that I do normally at AA? Give me the serenity to accept the things I can change. The strength to change. Uh, what is it? Give me this. It's basically. You need to go me, back to the meetings, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically allow me to understand the things I can't change. I can't see. Um, my loved ones died. I, I can't change the, the wisdom to know the things I can change. You know, if I do more sit-ups, I'm going to get better abs. If I read more, I'm going to learn more. And the wisdom to know the difference. And I think that's sometimes what we get ourselves into a pickle about. And I know that's with me with depression. And like, you'll, you'll be in a funk and then you start thinking, well, because I can't see, I can't drive, so I can't take Jasmine to school. Because I can't do it. And then you could end that rabbit hole. But really, worrying's like a rocking horse. I can ride it all night, but it's not going to take me anywhere. But sometimes we fixate on the things we have no chance of changing. So let's just think, be grateful for the things that we have got. And let's, you know, figure, figure out the things that we can change. Does that make sense? Yeah, if, yeah. If I can just add to that, Kev. Um, yeah, I think, like, just, just thinking about you know, my own personal experiences and, um, you know, I've been a barber now for about 11 years. And I think, you know, you saying, you know, things can change your mood. You know, I've gone into work some days. I wake up and you know, like you say, you sit on the end of the bed. You think, oh, you know, I can't be bothered. And you look outside; it's raining. You know, um, just, everything seems to go wrong, doesn't it? And I think oh, that's where I used to go wrong. I used to go into work, you know, get that first customer on the chair, and then I'd be like, not talking to him. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know, what? I, I shouldn't be taking this out on him. But you know, in the reality, when you start talking to someone and, and they start telling you their problems you know it takes the emphasis off yours as well um and like that was something i really struggled with when i was younger you know like you said worrying i used to worry oh is this is he going to come in is he gonna moan or is it am i going to cut his hair right you know is that too short is it too long that kind of thing and, and you know like, I, I was anxious for years and i actually stopped cutting hair for a little bit because of it and just because i just felt like you know i couldn't deal with it anymore um but you know after going back into it now and i think changing the mindset of you know like you say just the way I look at it now, if I can talk to someone, I'll know that person's got no 
and no one else, sorry. Um, you know, you, you know, you've done a good thing for the day, you know, you've listened to someone, you've helped them out, you've just given them an ear and, you know, it's just a lot better, isn't it? And that's, that's what I think the beauty of community is. At the moment, for the last how many years, we've lost that sense of community. I've got my next door name of Veronica and we talk over the fence most days, you know, if and through proper lockdown, the first one, we talked every day and it was lovely. A bit of company for us, she lives on her own and just having that. But gradually, we're losing it. And I, I, I hope that is one thing that comes back. I think I miss, I mean, I miss giving my mum a big kiss and cuddle. and But I'm, I miss the handshake I do. You know, when you just walk up to people like, where you can just yeah, give a handshake yeah, and you're yeah. near to near and you handshake and you pull them shoulder to shoulder. And, you know, them yeah, things. You, you end up sort of... You end up sort of feeling really awkward, don't you? Because, you know, you get to put your fist and then you do that with your arm. That just feels stupid. <laughs> and, you know, it's like you yeah. say, you just end up being that awkward stage, don't you, for a couple of minutes, really? But won't it be great? And hopefully, you know, I mean, it seems a long time next Christmas. But really, as you get older, the years fly by. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, hopefully this time next year, we're all, you know, we're all still here. We're all still happy and well and, and won't next year just be that little bit more special? Because we'll be talking. We, we missed last year, so we've got to have twice as much this year. Twice as many pigs in blankets, twice as much pudding, twice as much. It ain't going to be that far away. I honestly believe that. Have we had any more comments, Lee? No, mate. Well, what time are we on? Is, is there anything else anyone wants to say? Ben, anything, Aaron? Um, I was just thinking, I'm not sure who's on. But even even you lads as well, if maybe it'd just be good to like end it more on a, like a positive note. Obviously, that's where we're trying to go in terms of what we're grateful for and what we're looking forward to on Christmas. Just something like that. So I kind of just wanted to put you on the spot, really, like you normally put us. So Kev, <laughs> what are you grateful for and what are you looking forward to most on Christmas Day? Uh, any day above ground is a good day. So I'm grateful. I mean, for you guys. I'm, I'm grateful for my Lions family. I'm grateful to the, considering the Dylan family is so small, there's me, my wife, my daughter, my mum, my dad, my brother, and my mother-in-law. I've got the biggest family I know. You know what I mean? Because how many people I've got from up that club and from out in the street and out in, from everywhere, who I honestly consider family. So I'm very blessed. I'm looking forward to waking up, Father Christmas coming. It's only one day of the year. I don't mind waking up early on Christmas. So I'm, I'm very blessed, you know, and that's what we just got to remind ourselves are, you know, in a black country saying, it could always be worse. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I mean, uh, well, uh, just starting with a bit of bad news, because I've just found out my dad actually has got uh, COVID this morning, so I can't go around there Christmas Day now. Um, but, you know, I'm grateful to have a, a, a you know, a fiance and, I'll be spending it with our family and, you know, we'll have near, uh, having some dinner, a bit of wine, you know, a few beers, not too much, hopefully, because I don't want to head out the next day. But, um, yeah, like you say, just just grateful to be here. Like you say, there's been a lot of a lot of negativity this year and, you know, I think definitely grateful to you guys as well. I've said to a lot of people over the last few days, you know, I think just coming on the talking, you know, sharing things. Um, the episode I did a few weeks ago, you know, I, you know, I really had a buzz about that when I come off it and, I mean, you know, there's one thing I can say to people, you know, just just talk to each other, really, you know, just just you know, if you feel anything, just ring someone, pick up the phone, and you know, there's a lot of help, like you say, there's a lot of help out there as well. If you haven't got anyone to ring, but you know, just 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 grateful to, you know, still in a job, still still in the house, and that's a yeah. Love that. 
Hope your dad gets better, mate. Lee? No, thanks, mate. He, he's all right, by the way. Yeah, she's um, he's fine, as I know, anyway. <laughs> um, I'm echoing the rest, really. Family, you know, there's a, there's a there's a been a few times over the last six years that I didn't think we'd all be sitting around a table at Christmas. Um, so I'm just grateful for that, and I'm grateful, in a sense, for COVID because it it's meant I've spent the majority of my time at home this year. Um, and that's time I'll never get back. You know, I've got to join the real world at some point again and and be out working all the time. So it's been, it's been, it's been a, a blessing in disguise for me. Love that, love that. Aaron. Um, so I'll choose something different. Obviously, I'm grateful for my loved ones, for you guys, and everything. But this week, I'm extremely grateful to Tom because Tom's um, taken over our social media. So thank you for Tom for helping <laughs> with all of that stuff because obviously spreading the message is really important for us. This is what we want to be doing. So Tom, I'm, I'm I'm extremely grateful, and I think the thing I'm looking forward to, uh, funnily enough, is not having a hangover on Boxing Day, probably for the first time ever. So uh, I'll be up fresh and probably hit the sales if it's safe to do so. So, yeah, um, but and of course, obviously, for anyone listening to this and you guys as well. And one thing I'm looking forward to being back in that studio because this Zoom and whatever has served a purpose, and I'm so grateful we've got it. So if it was back in the nineties. When we'd all have to do this on one house phone, you know what I mean? But I am looking forward to getting back in the studio because I love contact, I love people. But if anyone, are we all right to finish? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you on the first quote, and I think it's appropriate for this Christmas that we ever did. May your God bless you. And if you don't believe in God, find something to believe in, even if it's just believing in yourself. Because someone who doesn't believe in anything will always be lost. So from the Black Country blokes, have a Merry Christmas and a Boston New Year. And now more than ever, take care of yourselves and each other. Tararabit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.